Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games, wagers, and headlines before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting picks. Now, was a pretty solid day yesterday, betting-wise. Uh, wasn't the most loaded slate that you'll see. Was a bit of a down day as far as uh, NCAA basketball goes. But nonetheless, we're excited for today. And before we get into today's episode, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free, with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. We have the Saskatchewan number down in the ticker there as well. Want to have fun with it, don't let it control your life. And so let's get into the show. Now, we got to talk about our Monday recap, which was a good one. I mean, when you go three and one, it's tough to be upset. We did have that early, both teams to score. First half cash, in fact, on that Brentford and Fulham game. Game ends up finishing three to two for Brentford. So we did lean the money line as well. Um, so hopefully you guys tailed that. Then we had the Cavs. I don't know how we cashed minus two and a half. They somehow got to overtime with Boston despite trailing the entire game. And then they went in overtime 118 to 114. Then you had the St. Mary's Gales. They covered by a single point. It was nice to see that given we've had a lot of results recently that haven't gone our way because it's been a single point. So nice to see that one turn around. Might be the tide turning on our month. And then San Jose in Winnipeg. Was never really close to getting the over five and a half. It finished three to two in overtime. San Jose was able to deliver. Overall, tough when you have the Sharks winning outright. We did expect Winnipeg to have a much better game, but at the end of the day, we ended up having one of these days. Show me the money. Show me the money! So <laughs> maybe not, shouldn't have got that enthusiastic for a single unit, but we're getting back on track. That's what it's all about, trying to have a much better month. So appreciate everyone who's been supporting the show. Now we got to talk about the final AP poll, which is out for college basketball. And top four remained unchanged. We had Houston goes in as the number one seed as we head into conference tournaments. UCLA, Kansas, and Alabama round out the top four with Purdue coming in at five. So I think these are likely to be your, your number one seeds heading into the tournament. Um, Purdue would be the one that could potentially jump up. Um, Texas moved up two spots to number seven. Gonzaga moved up to number nine from number 10. And Gonzaga won last night as well. So 
They're going to be heading to the West Coast Tournament Final or West Coast Conference Final, I should say. UConn, they moved up three spots to number 11. Miami up a couple spots. Uh, Xavier up four spots as well. Biggest movers of the week was Texas A&M. They've been one of the big surprises of the NCAA season. Uh, I don't think a lot of people saw them going 15-3 and in conference play, but they were able to deliver, and now it looks like they're going to have an auto bid into the tournament. Now, teams that fell, Baylor, they moved down three spots to number 10. Tennessee was one of the biggest teams that dropped from 12 to 17. Uh, then you had San Diego State move down a couple spots, and Indiana down four spots as well to number 19. Three new teams in the top 25 as well, Duke up to number 21. And I've been calling for Duke to not be in this all year long, but I think they finally earned it by winning those six straight games down the stretch, so number 21 is deserved. Creighton at 24 and Missouri at 25, all are nice additions to the top 25 as well. So what does it all mean with all this movement? Now, I love to see Houston number one. Uh, They continue to roll despite that was a Memphis scare. And I actually wouldn't be picking them to win their conference tournament. I would be picking Memphis if I'm taking a team there. I just think that they tend to have Houston's number down the stretch of the season. But I don't think that them losing their conference tournament would be an indictment on them long term. Now, I love to see Texas playing great at the right time. I've been high on them all year. Even with the Chris Beard situation, it's nice to see them uh, up there and playing great basketball. Same with UConn, very balanced team. Um, A lot of people don't love Hurley, the coach, but I do think that the talent could win out here uh, with how great they are and well-rounded. Fade Tennessee big time. Um, I've been saying it all year. Yes, when you can defend, it's great. But if you can't score, then we saw what happened to Virginia a few years ago. They were the number one seed entering the tournament. Phenomenal defense, lost to a 16 seed. As well as Indiana, fade them. I'm not fading Baylor, despite the fact that they dropped a couple spots. I still think that they're a good team long-term to bet on. They are battle-tested in the Big 12. Duke should be the favorite to win the ACC tournament. Virginia was a little shaky down the stretch. So was Miami. So they should be the favorites there, and they are justifiably so. And I think we could see a couple of major upsets in these Power 5 or Power 6, we should say, conference tournaments, including the Big East here. Overall, really looking forward to watching some of these conference tournament games. Now, major NFL moves uh, yesterday as well. It just felt like movement day. A couple of guys got franchise tagged. You had Josh Jacobs franchise tagged by Vegas and Tony Pollard by Dallas. Now, Jacobs, I understand why you wouldn't want to lock him into a long-term contract. He had an injury history prior to having a really good year here. So I think this is just Vegas getting one more year out of his legs and then they'll be looking to move on. Pollard, this is a lot of money to be wrapped up in a running back, but it also shouldn't be that surprising given they have Zeke there as well. So I'm not too surprised to see that. Derek Carr and Geno Smith both got paid. Carr got four years, 150 from New Orleans. He should win that division when you just have to beat Kyle Trask, Sam Darnold, and Desmond Ritter. There's zero reason that you shouldn't be winning that division. Geno got three years, 105. I get it. He had a really good year for Seattle. And it's also not too long term of a contract where maybe he, if he just had one outlier year, that's one thing. But this is a good situation for them. They're in a division where they should finish second, third at the very worst if the Rams come back. But it looks like they're going into a rebuild. It's them in San Francisco are the class of the NFC West. Calvin Ridley got reinstated as well. 
going to be very interesting to see him mixed into that Jacksonville offense and where Jacksonville is just going to fit in the AFC next year. You've still got the Chiefs who are the world champs. You got Buffalo, you've got Cincy. A lot of other teams have made some major moves as well. So I'll be intrigued by that AFC picture all year. And then Frank Clark is gone from Kansas City and Eric Kendricks was released by Minnesota. So a couple of bigger name defenders were let go. We'll see where they end up as we head into NFL free agency and into draft season ultimately. So with that, we're going to head over and talk about the game slate for today. A lot of games happening. We got a lot to get to. But before we do, we got to play the video. start with the two Champions League matchups today. Um, we have Benfica minus 250 versus Club Bruges at plus 700. Benfica won the first matchup 2-0, so they are heading into this one at home now. Now, the first half money line at minus 120 was intriguing. If you think that they can put it to bed early in this matchup, then it's a nice play. If you want to get a little bit riskier, you can go the plus money at minus one and a half on this game. At the end of the day, I think Benfica is the vastly better side. They're coming in in great form. So I think it's Benfica or bust here. I don't see a scenario where Bruges comes out of this one and moves on. Then you got Chelsea minus 108 versus Borussia Dortmund at plus 300. I just don't know how you back Chelsea right now, and they're really teetering on this territory. You're not an intellectual. You're a fake and a fraud. I mean, they're already unlikable. I'm a Man U fan, so of course I'm not a big Chelsea guy. But I do think that Dortmund double chance at minus 125 has some value here. If you're worried about that and you just want a parlay piece, Dortmund to qualify at minus 180 has some value. It is a little bit juiced. But again, put it in a parlay and it doesn't look too juiced then. Then we've got three English championship plays today. Huddersfield Town plus 190 versus Bristol City plus 154. You got 24th in the table, Huddersfield versus Bristol, who are 14th. Now, Huddersfield have lost four of their last five, whereas Bristol, they've dropped points in just one of their last five. So when I was looking at this one and I, I saw plus 154, I got really intrigued. But if you want to go a bit of a safer route, but still think that Bristol's going to win, you can get the draw no bet at minus 134. So I think it's great value here. Don't love Huddersfield, especially when you're bottom of the championship. You look like you're about to get relegated. So give me Bristol City, draw no bet. Reddings plus 333 against Sheffield United, minus 125. 15th versus second place. Both teams just two wins in their last five. I was tempted to take Reading double chance, but when you have that big of a gap in the table, it's just very tough to do it. Also, don't love a road, minus 125. I would maybe take that if we're talking Manchester City or an Arsenal. I'm not doing that with a Sheffield United in championship play. So I would definitely stay away for now. But if you get some better odds, maybe look at that Reading double chance. And then West Brom's minus 175 versus Wigan, who are plus 500. 11th versus 23rd here. Um, you could bet West Brom. This is one where I would almost pair West Brom money line with Borussia Dortmund to qualify. A minus 175 and a minus 180 together gives you a nice little plus money play. Um, won't be backing a spread with this team either, so a parlay piece if you're going to play it today. NBA-wise, there's eight games happening, three of interest, and so we'll quickly go through those. 
I do like Minnesota today, the plus two against Philadelphia. You got the Sixers who just played a game with Indiana last night, 147 to 143. So an absolute shootout there. It's also the third game in four nights for Philadelphia. So they could be a little bit banged up and tired. I just think it's a good home spot for Minnesota to get it done. Golden State's minus four and a half against Oklahoma City today. This is the second game back for Steph. First one wasn't great. I think that his legs are under him now going up against a pretty underwhelming Oklahoma City team who have won just four of their last 10. Give me Golden State to cover. And then Utah versus Dallas. Dallas is minus six and a half at home. Now, both of these teams have won just four of their last 10 games, but Utah's on a three-game skid. I would definitely back Dallas today. I know minus six and a half is a little bit steep. No Colin Sexton for Utah and a relatively healthy Dallas squad heading into this one. NHL-wise, we've got three games worth looking at, but 10 games on the ice. There's a lot of juiced value, and I will say this much. I think you should be very careful what you're betting down the stretch here for NHL. A lot of teams that have clinched playoff bursts and can't necessarily move up or down in their divisions, you definitely don't want to be backing here. I mean, you just have to look at the Leafs division. You know that Boston is already going to be the one. And then you've got Tampa Bay and Toronto. You don't have a relatively close team to either one of them. So you assume that that's going to be your matchup. So you're not, maybe not going to go as heavy down the stretch. Now, that being said, I do kind of like Toronto on the road going completely against what I just said. They are a slight road dog against New Jersey. It's not an overall outright play. I just think that when you have a team like New Jersey who's better on the road going up against a relatively good road team in Toronto, who have been equally hot. I just like Samsonov a little bit more than Vanessek tonight, so I would lean Toronto. Not an official show play, but one that I like. Calgary and Minnesota. Minnesota's minus 135 at home. Vlader versus Gustafson is what it's looking like. It isn't exactly a Vesna matchup, but I do think that you should be careful here. I wouldn't go out and bet uh, an over 6.5 here just because you see not-so-great goalies. Calgary, yes, they won yesterday, but they had lost five straight games prior. You've got Minnesota on a bit of a win streak here as well. So I do like Minnesota with Calgary on the back-to-back at minus 135. And then San Jose versus Colorado. Colorado's minus 340. Kakinen versus Georgiev is what it's looking like on the goaltending front. Again, it's a juiced one at minus 340, but a puck line right now at minus 140. Is still relatively nice. I hope that that comes down a little bit. I can't see the public backing San Jose, but they are on a back-to-back despite beating Winnipeg yesterday. I just wouldn't expect them to win two in a row, and I think that Colorado, they're playing well at the right time, and that a puck line is certainly in play at home. And then NCAA-wise, no rank games today, but conference tournament play is underway now. And so I'm intrigued by the ACC today. You've got Boston College, who are minus six and a half, taking on Louisville at the neutral site. Now, I don't know why I like four and 27 Louisville to cover today, maybe even potentially upset in this tournament. They've lost four in a row coming in. They did lose to Boston College by 10 earlier in the year in January. It is just a lot of points here, and it is their season on the line at the end of the day. A lot of these guys, there's going to be guys that are playing their final game so I think we could see a close one. So when I see six and a half, I'm inclined to like Louisville, despite their terrible record. And then Florida State's taking on Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's minus one and a half. 
Again, FSU, they were 9-22 and 22 this year. It's so surprising to hear those two teams in Louisville and Florida State be that bad this year, but that's just the reality of the situation. They did win the previous matchup, though, against Georgia Tech. So Tech did win three straight coming into this one. It makes it a tough one to manage. I would lean Florida State just because they have the head-to-head earlier in the year, but I won't play it. And then to cap it off, you've got Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. 14th versus 11th. I think Virginia Tech absolutely rolls in this game. Now, do they roll enough at minus seven and a half to really love this one? I don't know if I do because this could be Mike Bray's final game coaching if they lose. So I'm a little bit inclined to think that they can cover that number. Again, I won't play it, but it is certainly one to monitor. And then there is technically a ranked game tonight, that being the Gonzaga and St. Mary's one. Uh, When I did my notes yesterday, I didn't realize that they were playing today. But I do think that I would lean Gonzaga. I would have to see a spread. I haven't seen one quite yet. So that's why we don't have it as a show play today. I do think that Gonzaga is going to win the West Coast Conference today. I know that's going to be a popular opinion, but they did split this year, these two teams, and it should be the game of the night. So definitely one that you want to tune into. Really get yourself amped up as we head into some of these bigger conferences getting into their tournament play. So with that, we're going to go over to the last call pick segment. This is where we give you our daily betting plays, and they're sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. But before we give you those plays, let's play the video. So Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery's success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products. They've got sweet tea vodka, regular vodka, dill pickle vodka, a lot of great products, and their old-fashioned is one of my favorites as well to take in on a Friday night. All right, so let's give you our six betting plays for today. We're going to rapid fire these off and get on out of here to enjoy our Tuesday. I'm going to do the Borussia Dortmund double chance versus Chelsea. I put the L there because I can't stand the blues. I just think that Chelsea are in shambles. Even at home, I think Dortmund are going to go in. They're going to at worst get a draw in this game, but I think they're in fact going to win outright and they need to finally fire Graham Potter. It's been too long of him being mediocre. Benfica minus one and a half versus Club Bruges today at plus 105. Putting a single unit on it, but I do think that Bruges' run ends tonight and it ends with a multi-goal loss in Portugal. I do like Bristol City, draw no bet versus Huddersfield Town. So one and a half unit play. Getting these odds even on the road versus the worst team in the championship. I think you got to play it today. If I lose this play, I'll live with it, but I just think that the value is there to beat a really bad team at home. Then I'm going to take Minnesota plus two versus Philadelphia tonight. 76ers are on a back-to-back third game in four nights, and I just like the T-Wolves at home. They aren't playing the greatest basketball in the world, but I think it's enough for them to at least cover at home tonight. I know it's just a couple points, but hoping that they win outright if you're looking for a little bit of spicier value. My favorite play of the night is the Minnesota Wild money line versus Calgary at two units. Flames on a back-to-back. They've had their recent struggles. Yes, they won last night, but I don't see them on a back-to-back going into Minnesota and picking up a win. So give me the wild. And then to cap it off, 
Can't believe I'm saying it. Louisville plus six versus Boston College, minus 112 for a single unit. Cardinals have been awful all year, but this could be their final game of the year. I think they're going to keep it close, if not potentially win outright tonight. So give me Louisville to win, uh, or at plus six to win, I should say, in college basketball. So appreciate everyone who tuned into our show today and supports the show every single day. We love getting up early, getting our betting plays in, and then getting on with our day. So let's have a great day today of plays, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Edge podcast. We'll